This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. With a new Congress on the way in January, negotiations to update energy permitting rules faces major timing and leverage questions for both parties. See, congressional Democrats are expected to push forward with their plans to update energy permitting rules before the end of the year in the lame duck Congress. But with Republicans likely taking back the House in January, GOP lawmakers face a dilemma. They could either push their own permitting plan next year when the new Congress starts, or they could accept a bipartisan bill in the lame duck Congress, since neither Republicans nor Democrats have enough votes to pass anything along party lines. Looming in the background with all of this is that Republicans may not want to deliver a bipartisan win at all heading into the 2024 elections. So today, I chat with Politico's Josh Siegel on the paths forward with permitting legislation and why Republicans may just run out the clock. It's Thursday, November 10th. So Josh, permitting negotiations are set to ramp up again. Will Democrats try to get something done on permitting in the lame duck Congress? And what sort of leverage do they have? Yes. So to hear Senator Joe Manchin tell it, he is and Democrats at large are going to press to pass permitting reform in the lame duck. Their leverage is not what it was in the summer when Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer tried to pass permitting reform because the reason it failed was Republicans wouldn't vote for it. That means that to pass anything in the lame duck, you would need to have enough Republicans to overcome a filibuster. So automatically, Republicans have more leverage. And just how much leverage Republicans have will be determined by exactly how the election results shake out, as there was no strong red wave, but it's looking like Republicans will have at least a narrow majority in the House. The Senate probably won't be called until Georgia's runoff, so we won't have an answer there. That runoff would be next month. But yeah, I mean, Republicans, even if they just take control of the House, would have more leverage. And really, based on how Republican leadership decides to address this, would kind of dictate whether something can get done. If they say we can hold out and get something better next year when we at least have one chamber, then maybe they don't do anything. If they feel like it's such an urgent problem that it needs to happen now and and anything regardless will have to be bipartisan because the president is still Joe Biden. He would have to sign anything and the Senate will be very narrowly controlled. So you'll need at least a handful of the other party to vote for it. So yes, I mean, the Republicans will, will really dictate that. Got it. So what are the potential paths forward then to passing permitting reform by the end of the year? So the two paths for the lame duck would be Both must-pass bills that are going to come up. So the first one would be next week, the National Defense Authorization Act. So that's the annual defense policy bill. That's one where proponents who want to see permitting reform happen say, look, I mean, this is an energy security issue, permitting reform. If we can get more product to market, we can help lower prices, we can be more competitive. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has elevated all these concerns proponents see that as a natural vehicle, but other Republicans actually think that the defense policy bill should be very strictly defense and that that permitting is extraneous to that. 
And of course, time is a concern on that one because it is coming up next week. And from every one that I've talked with, detailed discussions haven't really happened as everyone's been watching for the election. The second option would be the omnibus spending bill that would be at the end of the year. And for that one, of course, that has the benefit of more time. And also, we've kind of seen energy-related deals happen in the waning days of the year before. In 2015, President Obama, if our listeners remember, he reached a deal with Republicans to extend wind and solar tax credits in exchange for lifting a ban on oil exports. So this is a similar kind of thing where you see a lot of different constituencies, oil and gas can claim wins, clean energy industry can claim wins, and maybe you can see something similar. The problem with that one, though, is there's just so many competing priorities for the lame duck. It's always a rush to get something done. And especially if Republicans are taking control of at least one chamber next year, the urgency to kind of for the Democrats to do a lot of different things just is enhanced. So there's a lot of competing priorities. Right. And you're reporting with all of this that Republicans may not be in the mood to strike a compromise. Instead, they're likely to push their own plan next year if and when they control the chamber. What will their push look like? Right. So I spoke with Washington Representative Kathy McMorris Rogers, who is in line to chair the House Energy and Commerce Committee if Republicans do win the chamber. And she told me that permitting is going to be a top priority. And she feels like Manchin's effort just, quote, you know, doesn't get us where we need to be. So they want to go further. They feel like the Manchin bill just doesn't really do anything significant on NEPA, which is the bedrock environmental rule. It kind of sets some timelines, but there's no dictate around that. It's not required. There's some opt outs. And they're still uh, concerned about transmission, um, just kind of how far to go to help transmission lines and how much to federalize that process. Critical minerals is a priority. They want to see more critical minerals mines and processing facilities in the U.S. So they would try to streamline processes around that. So those are some early ideas they're putting out. Got it. And so we've talked about timelines and leverage, but what key elements do both parties still remain a part on when it comes to permitting? So yeah, the big areas still remain just how far to go in addressing NEPA. And also the Mountain Valley Pipeline is something that Senator Manchin wants to see that approved. There's some Republicans involved states who also see it as a priority, but a lot of other Republicans don't care particularly about that project and kind of wondering why it was picked out other than it's something that Joe Manchin wants to see. And then transmission, still unclear exactly how you resolve Republican concerns around what they say is a federal takeover of the system that Manchin's bill would have done to really get these projects approved to help spread clean power across the country. But Democrats, as Senator Tina Smith, Democrat of Minnesota, told me, look, if they refuse to negotiate on transmission, I don't know what an agreement would even look like. So it's really the same roadblocks that were there before. The only difference now is there is a sense that Republicans might be in the Senate at least willing to negotiate because this push would not be tied to Manchin as explicitly in this back room as they see at Manchin-Schumer deal that was attached to the Inflation Reduction Act. Also, speaking of the lame duck session, green groups are calling on Democrats to push forward with ambitious environmental policies after the party overperformed during the midterm elections and urge Democrats to use the lame duck session to cement additional action. Those groups are saying that the party's overperformance showed voters' support for climate action and the party's Inflation Reduction Act. Specifically, the Natural Resources Defense Council president urged Democrats to increase the U.S. financial contributions to help accelerate climate action in the developing world. 
and he pointed to additional state-level actions to benefit electric vehicles, decarbonization policies, and environmental justice efforts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.